Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained 167. Time keeps on a rolling. I am your host, Neil Bolt, and I am joined once again by the ever-present Ben Shillable Hall. How are you doing, Ben? Um, a lot better. I had a headache the last few days and yeah, I, th- I think I had a little cold, but not a, f- yeah, not a full-blown one, just yeah, when you've got, you're not... Oh yeah. You've been a bit foggy-headed. Yeah, that was, that was me last week, or yeah. well, the week before, I think it was, where I had that sort of, yeah. oh, I feel coldy, yucky. Yeah, it was, yeah. and it's just, yeah, It's not, not a cold, fun. you just don't know what it is, but you you don't want it either way. Yeah, you just Man feel a bit funky, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We, we got you in your prime. That's the main Yay. thing. Yay. Excellent. And also joining us this week is the Armenian Argonaut himself. It is Gary Bagdazarov. How are you doing, Gary? Yo, yo, I'm pretty good, man. Splendid, splendid. Are we, we're here to talk games again. Oh, my it's, God, video games. It's that time. Would you believe it? Wait, it's not wrestling. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. Um, yes, no mic this week. I, I assume yeah, see us next week. <laughs> he's had his <laughs> obligated. He's shown up for his uh, mandatory podcast. Um, Alfonso is taking a couple of weeks out for personal stuff and we'll see him again soon so it'll be cool and Tim's probably busy so I'm guessing so it's just it's right, the core yeah. three again it is the Mother's Day in America right now is it oh it is yes. so happy Mother's Day from the future past yeah the past future present past future present happy Mother's Day I guess <laughs> I guess I guess <laughs> well it's not Mother's Day here in England so yeah, we've had ours. So. Yeah, ours was March. You know, I, I would prefer it was May, because I already have, like, about 18 birthdays in March as I it is. I think May would it's be like... a better time anyway, just, I don't know. Yeah, let's let's make that a thing. It should now be May. It's been declared. <laughs> now May, we have made it. <laughs> I'm glad you're able to change holidays back. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make Christmas every day? <laughs> <laughs> all right um yeah so let's get straight into it this week um just oh notifications already while he's getting notifications no i can't make christmas every day because then no there'll be no boxing day and boxing <laughs> day is one of the best days ever because it's called turkey and meat from the christmas day i uh, just had a beef roast today it's there you go lovely. see this is why you can't have christmas day every day yeah because of food because, because of, of food. food. Always because of food. <laughs> when is it not about food? There's something else to do on Christmas? Yeah. Well, yeah. Open the things, I suppose. But yeah, the packets of food. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, right, anyway, let's get on. And it's a lot of sad news about single-player games this week. Um at the beginning of the week, we found out that Square, despite posting good profits for this year, for the last year, have decided that they're going to part ways with IO Interactive, uh, who have made Hitman, which was critically successful last year, but not commercially as uh, its predecessor, Hitman Absolution, was, which ironically is the least Hitman of the Hitman games and is the biggest selling of the lot, sadly. Um, so that was the first bad story um, it turns out that you know io should retain the rights the season two of hitman is still looking like a thing just means it won't be till next year I'd imagine so you know small hope but at the same time a 
strange that you know Square post profits and then ditch companies, but uh, I'm sure there's more to it than that. Um, we also had the charts, of course, as you had every week, and found that Prey didn't get to number one and didn't sell very well at all. Mario Kart, um, I think, won that round again. Uh, so Prey lost to a game that's, yeah, that game. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, well popular. A re-release that had a, a hugely diminished second week as well. So wow. it, that shows you how badly Prey didn't sell. Almost like there were no reviews out and the people didn't know what to think of it. And it's a, a strange situation, eh? I wonder why that would happen. It's almost like it happened with Dishonored 2 as well. I am I'm confused. It's almost, it's almost like that. It's almost like that one fluke thing with Doom because it was a, a name, a brand name, kind of worked in their favour and they got lucky that they sold well. It's like I wonder why that. I wonder why Doom sold well. Yeah. I mean, who's ever heard of which, that game? Now, out of those three games, which ones? Which one would you think that most people would know? Yeah, you know, Doom, Dishonored, Prey. So, Prey. <laughs> unless you stopped gaming in two thousand six, you probably wouldn't know. You know, it's. Uh, a very different game and ridiculous that it's still the same name really because you know prey is more like a shock game than it is prey but uh yeah and dishonored 2 well you know again the uh, whole review embargo thing the bad pc performance uh, it had as well um didn't do it any favors so it again underperformed didn't do so well blah 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 um oh my then- god so shocked Shocks, yes, system shocked, as they would say. Um, and to top it off, the, probably the most inevitable of all three of these, because you know Hitman was surprising, Prey was sort of surprising, uh, but this, yeah, this is damn obvious. Um, Mass Effect is being shelved for the time being after a, a bit of a tumultuous time with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Which is a bit unfair. The, the the nonsense of what was going on around it was just getting beyond a joke. And I think in the, some the ways language, I'm happy. In some ways, yes, but you know, it was always going to have a tough time. Was was Mass Effect Andromeda, mm-hmm. because it came after you know a big trilogy that ended on a sour note, where uh, Bioware made the mistake of giving in when people started kicking up a stink about their ending. It's like, and giving in to things like that just doesn't do you any favours down the line because people will then think, well, the next time they do something we don't like, we'll moan about it again. And it's like, and yeah, and this is a result. Things went wrong. Didn't get fixed quick enough. People got annoyed. Bad reception. The game didn't do as well as they'd hoped. Um... Yeah, so in all three cases, all single-player games, all predominantly so. Uh, Hitman, one of the complaints leveled at that is they implemented an online portion and uh, that meant you couldn't do certain things offline. So ironically, the online aspect of a very single-player game did damage to it, which is true. Um, But yeah, and of course, even on the Hitman fans on Hitman's own forums back in March last year were basically wishing the game to die so that they wouldn't have to put up with the episodic model, which, you know, in hindsight, I hope they're happy because, you know, they may well have got their wish on that, but the, the, it, and just not have a game at all. But, um, 
also just it, the episodic model worked for Hitman in the end, which is ridiculous. It's a problem with the sort of with all three of these games is the time we're in. It's like if you're not being talked about in a positive fashion by a majority, people will go with the most negative thing about you. It's like Mass Effect Andromeda. What does everyone know about Mass Effect Andromeda? If you were to think of it, sum it up, Ben. What? Crazy animations. Yeah, and I, I suppose you'd say the same, Gary. Um, for me. Yeah, I mean, if you were to think of everything you've heard about Mass Effect Andromeda, what were your your overriding thought right now? Um, probably the same. Crazy bugs. Crazy yeah. amount of bugs. Yeah. No delay. Like, nothing. <laughs> that's it. And it just buries all any positivity. And it's like with Prey, it's like, what do you hear about it? It's like the the fact that the demo gives away its biggest twist straight away, that all the previews gave away that biggest twist straight away. And beyond that, they've got a name for it based on a game that's nothing like this game. And then, of course, the lazier comparisons would go, oh, it's just like a sequel to System Shock. And it's like... Yeah, in a very, very broadest sense. And then on the other side, yeah, people thinking, well, it's made by the people who made Dishonored, so it must be like Dishonored in space. And it's like, nah, it's it's like not Dishonored at all. It's a very good game. I, I've really enjoyed my time with it. So that's why, in fact, I gave eight point five out of ten for this very week. I think it is up there among my favourites of this year already. But they didn't sell it very well, and it's a lot of companies have with single-player games these days, if they can't have a, an online component to sell to people and go, this is all the stuff you can do with your friends, loot boxes, drop boxes, blah, blah, blah. It's like they, they struggle to sell the idea of what's good in a single-player game. And Bethesda really did fail Prey in that regard. They, they didn't tell... They told enough of story early on, which is the surprising aspect, but they kept too much back with the rest of the game. And it's the sort of game that when you have more time with it, you discover all these little neat things you can do by experimenting. And you're like, and you know, you could share that on social media and show, Oh, look at this cool thing. Look at this cool thing. And if people had had those you know, reviews out earlier, you'd have read more about those kind of experiences that a demo wouldn't tell you, you know, because the demo really isn't a good representation of that game. And so, yeah, word of mouth before the game comes out, that's how it works. People read it, see it, go, oh, cool, you can do all these cool things. Let's try that. Sales will probably be a bit higher. They're not going to be great because single-player games just don't have the legs that multiplayer games have. We know that. It's why GTA V is still in the top five. What, near four years later. <laughs> it's bad, but it, it's, you know, it's selling. Oh, by um, the way, there's one thing I've got to mention why you say GTA V. Yeah. Uh, uh, some people in Russia have made the entire Terminator 2 movie in GTA 5. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. That's really yeah. good. So that yeah. editor thing on there is just genius. Yeah, they've modded they... some of the game on PC, but it's yeah, to still, still get it, really it... impressive. I, that's, yeah, that's why it's popular. You can do all sorts yeah. of things in that game. You know, with what they give you and what... Yeah. Yeah, the PC provides you in that version. Anyway, yeah, so what can be done is the question to help single-player games out because you don't want it to get to the stage where we're back to forcing online stuff into single-player stuff just 
to get people to buy it because social stuff is the way they're going to sell it. Oh, here's this. You don't want them to be cutting up the games more and more to go, well, you have to have a season pass for this and you, so you can get all this extra content, which isn't really extra content. Which, I don't know, it's not really going to work if the game's not selling well to begin with. It's, so wh- what do you do? Um, Gary, what, do you, what would you do in this situation? How would you better sell single-player experiences? Gary's stunned. <laughs> By disappearing. <laughs> I, I was on mute, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you had a, a full-on roll there of, of great lines and we missed uh, them. Unfortunately, hopefully it won't happen, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I personally don't think there is a problem with selling single-player games. I just don't think companies like Bethesda are really doing a good job at marketing them. Hmm. And that, look, that, that is, that's the overriding issue. Uh, it's that they're not being sold well by the companies involved. And it, as I said, Bethesda are a very good example of that because they never sell their games very well in that regard. No one, you know, Dishonored 2, there's lo- so much I don't know about it. So I've got a copy. <laughs> there's, there's much I don't know about that game. Yeah, but, and like for Prey, like there was virtually no advertisements for Prey whatsoever. Like, no. I didn't see any TV commercials. I hardly saw any ads on websites until after the game had come out. Um, there was nothing really to push that game um, for Bethesda. And I think Bethesda at this point, they just believe that if their name is on it, it's going to sell. Um, and that's a terrible way to go about your business. I mean, if you look at Singapore game, like Uncharted, yeah, it has multiplayer, Uncharted 4, but People bought that game for the single player. They didn't buy it for the multiplayer. Um, yeah. Persona 5, people buy that game for the single player. Mm. Like, but it's an, player. an RPG is different to, say, you know, an average adventure game that's going to take you 30 to 40 hours, I think. Whereas stuff that a big RPG that's going to take you hundreds of hours, you know what you're getting into there. That's a bit different. I think it, well, I'm thinking more of these sort of titles. You know, the, or immers- immersive sims, if you will, these sort of games, aren't they? Well, yes, I mean, well, you can even look at Doom. Um, I don't, like, Doom was coming out. People were obviously iffy about it because of what happened with 3 and all the delays and cancellations going in with the fourth one. Um, people didn't really know what to expect with Doom. And, yeah, it had a multiplayer, but people really didn't care about the multiplayer for that game. They really liked the single player for Doom. Um, and a lot of people bought it for the single player. Um, and that's a first-person action shooter. Right? It doesn't get more old-school shooter than, than Doom did. Um, so for, for me, I just I think it really all comes down to marketing and how companies sell that game to you. Um, yeah. And right now, Bethesda doesn't do a very good job of it. I mean, if you, if you look at EA and Activision... When they announce a new Call of Duty or a new Battlefield, what do they show you first? They show you single player. They show you a trailer from the single player campaign. Oh, yeah. And then they talk about multiplayer, knowing, but they they know that people are going to buy those games for the multiplayer. So why are you trying to sell me that game with the single player? Yeah, it's, it's just, it really, for me, just comes down to marketing. Even Mass Effect. I think was very successful single player wise, 
And I think if they would have stuck to just the single player instead of dividing their resources for both multiplayer and single player, I think they would have had a much better experience. Mm. Uh, I mean, much we saw awesome. this a lot last generation where, um, you know, in order to get that bit of extra money out and especially to to have a season and an online pass in a time where they weren't making any money off secondhand games. Um, and that's, they they that's, just threw in multiplayer for the sake of it. And, yeah, and that's EA's policy. Like they released a, a statement, a policy statement that every game they release from this point on, I think this was like three years ago, has to have some sort of multiplayer. And that, in my opinion, really hurt Mass Effect. Like I'm fine if Mass Effect has a multiplayer if it had the time, if the developers had the time to develop both equal. It's a shame because Mass Effect 3 multiplayer was one of the best multiplayers ever. Mm-hmm. And they tried to take that same concept and put multiplayer in Dragon Age Inquisition. Which and it didn't sounded good, well. in my opinion. It just <laughs> didn't run. I like what they did, but they didn't do it right, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Quali- the, the other thing with these games is like, yeah, okay, Mass Effect is a, a bad example of this, but Single-player games just don't, as I said, it will not sell as well without a multiplayer component because no matter how good they are, but an average game that's got a co-op in it will probably sell well. Case in point, what's the best-selling game of this year, do you wonder? Have a guess. Ghost Recon Wild Pandas. Bingo in one. There you go. Yay. Yes, the, the okay, fairly fun Ghost Recon Wildlands is the best-selling title of this year. When you think of all the games that come out this year, it sounds almost criminal. But, yeah, it, there you go. It's just... Because it's a co-op game, and four people can go and muck around in a sandbox, and that's what the majority will want. And yeah. Ubisoft are clever in that regard. They, When they have a single-player game that doesn't really have much multiplayer in, they're very subtle about it. And, you know, Watch Dogs 2 is a very good point at that. It's there... It's not uh, encroaching too much on it, but it does add a bit of longevity after you've played it on your own. Makes sense. And then you might buy the extra bits to play with your friends afterwards. So, you know, it's that's fine. But, yeah, we don't want it to be that with every single-player game, because not everyone can do the subtle part and go, oh, yeah, well, we're going to just put some multiplayer stuff in here in this game that quite clearly doesn't need it I mean even Persona sneaks in a little bit of social stuff just to you know where you can find out what people have been doing on that day or you can have uh, help from other people's you know shadow shadow thieves (laughs) phantom thieves of hearts Christ I lost it for a second there (laughs) it's like yes so yeah it's um so, yeah, even there, it's a very subtle, small amount. I mean, it's not really going to add much to your game, but it's nice. You know? People want to be feeling like they're part of one big bubble helping each other out. And in a social media age, that helps too. You know, that's that's always a good thing to have. Uh, in the case of Persona 5, probably also make sure you've got enough stock for the second week of sales, though. That, that also helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, it's not selling. I wonder why. <laughs> well, well, looking at, at all three of these, um, I'm not surprised by any of these three announcements. I mean, with Mass Effect, let me start with Mass Effect. Mass Effect, we all kind of knew there's some bad stuff going on there. 
with mm. so many key people leaving the studio in the middle of the development of that game, um, them not showing the game for such a long time. Um, and even when they did show it, it didn't look that good either. Um, I think a lot of people kind of knew that Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't going to be as great as the last three Mass Effect games were. Um, and it ended up being a lot worse for a lot of people, in my opinion, um, because they have that that hype train for Mass Effect. Yeah. And it really, really killed it for them. Um, I, like, yeah, it has bugs and glitches, but a lot of those bugs and glitches weren't game-breaking. Yeah, the animations looked weird and, and all that, but it didn't take away from the from, from, from how, I guess, solid the actual shooting mechanics and what it would try to do were. I mean, huh. there, there were little things that people just decided to pick, 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 and eventually a small thing became a huge thing. Well, yeah, just to look at places like NeoGAF where the overriding thought will just take over any thread. It's like you only have to look at something like No Man's Sky. No one could talk about No Man's Sky for months without the same things being trotted out over and over again. It's like if, if anyone dared say, well, I like this about it, you'd get the... They I lied to us. They lied to us. That's it. That's yeah. I love Gaff, but that's they are like that. They are all the time. Yeah. Contrary, contrary things. Full of stupid stuff. I mean, not to say that there's anything that they don't do nice in there, but there's some good bits. But yeah, there's a lot of that, and that's forums for you as well. That's yeah. just a you know, you get that mentality. Like I told you earlier with Hitman, people who claim to love Hitman, who hated Absolution, wanted a good, really good Hitman game to fail. Because they didn't like that it was being sold in five parts, even though each part had a shitload of content on it. In the end, it's just it's just mad. <laughs> it's like one episode of Hitman last year had more proper Hitman in it than the entirety of Absolution. <laughs> it's like, and yet they were whingy. It's just and, and and with and with Hitman, you know, um, I was one of those people who did not like the the um episodic style of it, but. By no means, I wanted the developer to fail in any way. I mean, no. But yeah, so for you, you're coming from a different angle of it. You're you're not really a, a, a big fan that you'd be on a forum for it. You know, what I mean, it's like mm. so you can understand. You're the average consumer who would go, oh, "I'm interested in it, man. I wouldn't mind playing it, but I don't like the way they set it up. I don't. I prefer well, to play the game. That's your ethos about any episode of content, Gary, isn't it? That you you prefer to play everything." In one go, you don't want yeah. it. To be. This is why I don't buy the Telltale stuff until all five episodes are done, and I can just buy the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Which is a fair and reasonable point. That, that's an overriding point. This, for them, seemed to be more about we don't like that they're messing about because mixed messages came out where clearly Square had said we want you to make it like this. No, now we want you to make it like this. Uh, wasn't and, one? Wasn't Square Enix the company that also uh, would do sex? Yeah. I mean, and there's yeah, they the, said the fact that it was about to become released, and they're like, "Shit, add microtransactions." Yeah, they added that stupid little mini game thing in there that just didn't serve any purpose whatsoever. But wasn't it like and really rushed? If I'm rightly, it just it doesn't feel like it fits. Let's put it that way. It's not bad. It just doesn't feel like part of the game. And yeah, and then yeah, the fact that they split that um deus ex game up into parts that now will probably never come out <laughs> so it is like another single player you know immersive sim style game that won't come out because it didn't sell well enough by their own expectation <laughs> but again square have really weird expectations where they if um 
Tomb Raider doesn't sell six million copies, it's a failure. But if Final Fantasy fifteen sells a million, they're all right. They're happy. <laughs> it's like it's just like where's the logic in that really? It's just like and seeing figures quote for Hitman, though it's like, oh it costs forty million to make and and that's how much we lost and it's like what? It's like how did the I mean, they either seem like they did everything to, to do that on a budget and <laughs> Yeah, and do it well on a budget. See, I think that's that's also one of the things that hurts episodic gaming is like you release the first episode and people love it. They're like, oh my god, it's so amazing. And then by the time the next episode comes out, they're playing two different games already and they don't have time to go back to Hitman anymore. Hmm. I mean, I, I could easily see that happening, especially with the Hitman coming out last year and all the big games that are coming out around the same time. Yeah. It could have easily hurt those episodes. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and again, it comes. Yeah, sorry. And again, it comes back to the company's not explaining the game well enough. No, if, if Gaff is if correct, you... the new PS Five is next year anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Hitman. I've played Hitman since the original, and mm. sometimes I really miss having the briefcase that he always had in the first game. Um, but. You know, and I do still plan to get this Hitman now that it's all finished and done. I will get it eventually when I yeah. have more time to play it. Um, but with IO Interactive, like it was never a really good relationship between them and Square. I mean, they they only got brought on simply because they were owned by IDOS. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Square bought IDOS, IO came with it. And you can tell because they I don't think they really wanted them to do Hitman tradition, because Hitman was always a big PC game, but it yeah. never really did well on consoles. Not um, until Blood Money, to be honest. And even then, not greatly, because yeah. it came at a time where we were changing generations. It's like So it did well, say, on Xbox, because 360 version was out, you know. But yeah. PlayStation, yeah. it was PS2 model on our side. It's, so, yeah, so, so, you know, IO decided they're going to go do Kane and Lynch, which... Obviously, it wasn't the greatest game ever. Um, I like the ideas they had behind Kane and Lynch, but it just didn't do anything uh, yeah. for IO Interactive. Um, if anything, it dropped their stock down. Um, so, you know, they went back to Hitman, and they, they, I think they fumbled with Hitman Absolution. Personally, they made I it mean, a little... If, if you could ever see a game that had been designed by your owner saying, well, we want you to make it like this. The Hitman Absolution was that game. Oh, yeah. It's like, make make Hitman, but make it easy for idiots. It's like, okay, it's now not Hitman. There you go. It's a decent game. I 100% agree with you, Neil, on that. I think they they made Absolution to be more console-friendly, and I think that's what hurt it. Which is ridiculous, Um, because, you know, personally, for me, that's where I... You know, found the games. You know, uh, Hitman Two onwards. I remember playing Hitman Two on the PS2 and just loving it. And despite because it was that mixed, uh, and that's probably for me because I came from a background where I was playing PC games at the time as well. So crossover was fine. I liked it when you had more PC like games coming to consoles. And it was a good example of that. And it was yeah, yeah and it it became a fun series for me. Yeah, and them selling them off. I, I know they're trying to help them. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I get that, and I'm thinking, if they lost that much money, I guarantee you, Final Fantasy lost them more money on that regard. So, totally. 
I mean, I think it's a long development cycle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if they actually did it, probably they'd admit that, but they're not going to go say, oh, well, as you said, that's their company. Well, that's I heard their Final 14 made them profit, though. Yeah, Yay. but apparently not a good year for that, you know, <laughs> overall. So because it was a year where they didn't have anything new, they said. So whereas this year, of course, they'll have Stormblood. So. Yay, Stormblood, yeah, so- out June 20th. Pre-order now for your early access on June 16th. This isn't one of your Final Fantasy podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <man. laughs> But in, in a way, I think it's great that IO gets to keep the Hitman franchise. Yeah, I, I'm it's, glad. I, while there's still uh, IO as well. Yeah. While there's enough of them to do it. Yeah, I mean, if if they were selling IO without Hitman, I don't see anybody wanting to buy them. Oh, definitely. I mean, Because um, they... Hitman is really the only thing they've done that's been good. Uh, I'm just going to say Freedom Fighters. What was that? Freedom Fighters. That was good. Freedom Fighters was good. What's that, man? I remember that. I remember Freedom Fighters. I just just don't see anything. Are we talking about Square Enix games? Can we have a very good... No, I was talking about IO games. IO Interactive games. I want another very good, though. Okay. I can't remember. I don't know how you ever say it. <laughs> the, the, the one with the word that sounds bad. Erkies. Okay. Uh, you don't want another bouncer then. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's sad about it in that case is because Square really did a good year last year. Not just you know commercially, but critically, they did. Well, they had lots of really good games. You know, Deus Ex was there. Hitman was there. Final Fantasy came back doing well despite. You know, now pretty being shown up by other games since then. But... I just realised what we haven't had for a while as well. Another so, top-down Lara Croft game. Because I'm looking at my Temple of Osiris Collector's Edition box. Oh, Lara Croft Go was last year. So. Yeah. yeah. And that was yeah. very good. Even that, games like Lara Croft Go, brilliant. It's, like... it's kind of sad though, isn't it? Cause, like... No, I thought that was a golfing game the first time I've looked at it. <laughs> Sorry, Gary, go on. It's pretty much saying that every game that IDOS made or that they got from them failed to meet expectations yeah i mean look uh, <laughs> even they're though getting, they're not getting I, the final fantasy team in to make a marvel game are they they're yes they should the bring the, final fantasy the tomb raider team in. team in yeah the deus ex team and the tomb raider team are being pulled off their games no fantasy 14 team needs to work on a marvel game <laughs> but they won't because they know that it's like as you said, it is, like Gary said, there's almost a divide in that company within itself. Yeah, what's just sad, seeing as how Square Enix pretty much saved them. Yeah. That one, when, when Tomb Raider and Deus Ex came out, the human revolution. They even admitted it. If it wasn't for those games that they bought from IDOS, they would have only one major AAA title release that year, and it would have devastated them. Yeah, it's sad, unfortunate. I mean, what the? I mean, they're an old company, Square now. You know, what, forty years old at least. So, it's. I mean, let's not just pick on them here because that's, it seems a bit unfair that we're just saying it's just them. Obviously, in this case, it's probably the most baffling of the three things we're talking about. EA have been shoving Bioware into a corner for a long time, trying to get them to make games more the EA way, as shown in Dragon Age Inquisition. Well, I think if Bioware doesn't do well next time, it might end up. On the EA pile. Well, aren't Bioware doing something else now for 
they've been shunted off to. I mean, that is well, pretty much a damning thing. With Amy Henning. Yeah. They've I mean, got... that's a damning thing, isn't it? It's like, We just said it about Square Enix and their companies such as, uh, you know, if you're a company that isn't their favourite boy and you don't do well, you'll get shipped off to make whatever license shit they're making that year. Just look at half the companies working for EA. Yeah, they're all working on Star Wars. Yeah, but the, 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 at least in some ways, though, some, most of the companies that EA doesn't like get taken out and shot at the back, and then they don't exist anymore. But they don't. I mean, here's the point. I was saying just before about IO, and it's nice that they'll get to have the, the, to keep their license and do it independently, hopefully, with some funding. But while they're still hitman, yeah, but while they're still a big enough company. Uh, and there's still enough of the people who understand Hitman making it. Because look at the people who make Criterion stuff, you know, the burnout stuff. They all have to make free, do free fields, and they're a very, very small team. Yeah. And they're basically going to go out of business if their next game isn't successful. It's just, and they're only two games in. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's sad. And it's all because EA whittled that company down to now whatever the hell they are. They made them work on Need for Speed instead of doing burnout. Then they made them out, and then they made them do bits of a battlefront. Yeah, the, that's it. I mean, yeah. that's no way for a, a company that made fucking Burnout Takedown, Burnout Paradise, to go. Yes, just, Burnout Paradise was amazing. And like Visceral, they'll they'll be working in part on a Star Wars game, and yet, but it isn't the Visceral that made Dead Space anymore. And it's like it's like Rare making a new game. People get excited on Xbox about Rare making the Sea of Thieves. It's like, but it's not Rare. It's just the name. It's just not the, the corpse company. of Rare. Yeah, like Infinity Ward making Call of Duty. It's not Infinity Ward. They're off making Titanfall. It's, uh, it's sad. And you don't want to see these big companies lose out, not because they're doing anything wrong with their games, but because their bosses are like, well, you didn't do what we wanted you to do. Understandable, their money at the end of the day. You know, if they're, they're not making targets, but maybe they shouldn't set such unrealistic targets. I want it to sell 10 billion. I mean... I want it to Jap- sell more copies than there is people. The Japanese companies are definitely worse for that. I mean, Capcom as well, they also do that. It's like, oh, Resident Evil 7's got to sell a gajillion copies or otherwise it's a flop. It's like, oh, right, okay, so it can't just be a really good Resident Evil return to form and do well. It, it has to be the best game ever. It has to sell <laughs> more than God. Yeah. It's got to be bigger than Jeebus. Yeah. So anyway, that's we won't go on about it too much because it does start sounding right around, and you know we do deal with these companies <laughs> every day. But so yeah, I mean, maybe a bit more logic implied in that, and hoping that some of the more up and coming publishers, have, you know, having dealt with smaller companies to begin with, will keep that in mind when they make their games. Like and... when they release Night Trap on PS4. <laughs> 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 um... Hopefully I mean, they expect it to sell billions. No, that's it. And I think that's it. I think more companies like Devolver coming up would be nice to start getting those sort of games that get shunned by other companies. Like Night Trap. Like Night and Trap. maybe Sewer Shark. Sewer Shark. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> you've thrown me off there. <laughs> I'm seeing if I can promote uh, Sewer Shark, Shark and get it to exist. I said, it's mad that that guy went on to a, a career in Hollywood after writing those games. It's like, <laughs> or is it, considering most of the things that come out of Hollywood? I don't know. <laughs> we shall see. Anyway, that's enough about that. We've talked about that now. And we, we, we could talk all day, and we probably would have. Um, 
Last week, Alfonso had left a question for us, which we didn't get to because we talked a lot last week, a lot. Um, it's only a small question, really, in comparison. We talk about the uh, you know, critically acclaimed games in terms of success, uh, especially single-player stuff. Um, and, of course, PS4 is having a very good year in that regard with the likes of Neo, Neo Automata, Gravity Rush 2. I know, to be honest, that just disappeared off the face of the earth after yeah. it came out. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona 5, Uncharted, of course, will be coming the Lost Legacy... And you'll have stuff like Gran Turismo Sport. But do you think Sony need to have at least a couple of bigger hitters for the rest of the year after the summer is done to really have a successful year? I know that it almost sounds hypocritical in a way to suggest that, that, oh, look, they've had a lovely good year so far, but if they don't have a good winter, then what's the point? Not an autumn winter time. It's like, I, I I mean, I, I get this with Alfonso saying this. It yeah. makes sense to sort of say, well, yeah, maybe they should, if they could have a whole strong year in the year where, you know, the Switch comes out and, you know, the Scorpio is a thing, then it's like that's Sony saying, well, look at us. We went the whole year while you're all having your big grandstand ceremonies and stuff. We just had good games all damn year like that. So, yeah, on that end of it, I'd like that if they did just, you know, get to E3 and say, hey, that's his um this he's got game. a war he's got a war his day's gone here's any of this some some new stuff let's have all that his dreams at last again into, uh, that's yeah, some stuff did show up that last week i think as well which, uh, yeah hopefully that doesn't just come vaporware and all dreams the shame because i used to yeah. watch the streams every week you know i used yeah. to stream it on um, the playstation 4 twitch that's it um, so yeah, Ben, just ask you first. Then, do you think it, they need no. any more? No, they don't. No? <laughs> just For most concentrate. people, the, the amount of games that they've released at the start of the year, people will still be having to purchase them at the end of the year anyway. There's so many of them. Hmm. Most people I mean, yeah, won't like be able me, to afford I, I, them. I mean, he didn't even mention Yakuza 0. Yeah. That's there. I haven't played that. I haven't played Nier Automata. It's like, I was... After finishing Prey, and I was thinking, oh, I wonder if this will be up there on my games of the year list so far. And I was thinking, well, how many have I played that are good? And I say, like, oh, I've played five. I'd say like, games that are really good, but you know, I've still missed a few already. So, yeah, it's impressive in that regard. But, yeah, um, most people won't be purchasing all the games at the start of the year anyway. And at the end of the year, Sony is smart enough to leave to third party. Because you've got your Assassin's Creed, you've got your Destinies, your Star Wars, you've got your Call of Duties. You've got your... Yeah, which they've got exclusive content for in some of those, like yeah. Destiny. It's and like, there's no it... point pr- producing your own game when you can begin against heavy users of that type, but you know those are going to sell well because they're well-known franchises. Hmm. Yes, you could throw out your God of War, you could throw out your Gran Turismo, but people are always going to rush out to buy their whatever game their kid likes. So you got your kid that likes your Call of Duties. You like you got your kid that likes the Battlefronts, and they will yep. only really buy one get one or two games for Christmas. Yeah, I suppose you know in that regard, if if they want exclusive stuff, and they're buying a PS4 come Christmas. It's like, oh well, all well, these things came out this year that you could buy with it. And it's yeah. like here's here's your bundle. I mean, to be fair, stuff like Neo and Near and Gravity Rush and yeah. even Persona aren't going to be for the mainstream audiences, but stuff like you know, Uncharted, you know, that's there. Yeah. It's, But then, yeah, that's the uh, time of year, as you said, where the sort of games where, you know, the filler, I would like to call it. Yeah. The, the stocking fillers. Like, 
yeah, the stuff. What stockings are you getting, Ben? Like, <laughs> we're a forty quid game. This is a stocking filler. That, that's pretty much my Christmas. <laughs> it's um. Well, it depends yeah. if you put your stocking on the actual Christmas tree. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it makes sense. I agree in that the, the end of the year is is for those titles, and why compete with them when you can have the quieter part of the year? Yes, it's like that they don't lose out anything by it. And it means that when you know Microsoft have had their new console out for six months and the Switch has been out for a year, so you can go, oh, well, here's the next bunch of big games yeah. we've got coming out. And it's like, yeah, so yeah, it, it's a good... And as you said earlier, by the time Christmas comes around, they go, oh, look, look, look at that, that's, that's the Scorpio Switch, um, but you could buy our PS4, which is cheaper because of Christmas, and look at all these games you can get cheaper because of, yeah, they've been discounted from how long they've been out for. Mm. And oh, look, you might get a few in bundle. Yeah, 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 and then especially stuff like the Uncharted thing, you could do you could do the whole lot of Uncharted stuff in one bundle at this rate. That should be wonderful. Um, what about you, Gary? Um, I pretty much agree with you guys. Um, they don't need to release anything this holiday at all. Um, if if they do release anything, um, God of War is really the only thing I can see them realistically releasing at the end of the year. See, and, I don't think so, because they've never released a God of War outside of March. Oh, no, I don't think it's going to come out this year either. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, realistically, that's really yeah. the only one that they would go for. And if 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 they do, that game won't come out at least until October. October is the latest that they can possibly release that game and still sell well. Yeah, I mean, just to point this out, it's almost telling that the last of Sony's exclusive is literally the last weekend of August, which is Yakuza, Koami, and everybody's golf. Like that. And then after and, that... And Lost Legacy as well as August. Yeah, the week before that. As I well. want to so, say yeah. that I think that if we do see a the exclusive, it'll be Grand Chesley Sport, because that'll sell I, no matter what time I of year. that's summer as well, isn't it? Come on, this is Polyphon Digital. <laughs> well, like, like I said, a car game could sell any time of year, I think. That, that's yeah. a bit different. So, yeah, that, that would make sense. Whatever they release, it can't come out after October because it'll just get destroyed. I mean, you have Battlefront 2 coming out, Call of Duty World War II. Um, most likely, the next Assassin's Creed is going to be in November. Um, Scorpio is probably going to be out in November. Mario is probably going to be out in November. For the Switch. Oh no, I say December um, for Mario. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about Mario. I mean, for some yeah, reason, I'm gonna say December twelfth. I don't know why. Okay, <laughs> he said yeah, so. you'll have your Battlefront, your Call of Duty, um, you have your Marvel versus Capcom, Destiny two. It's just exactly. that's just that's just stuff we know for definite at that time. Yeah, like, like Sony. Sony, I think already knows that. Let the third parties have the holiday season. And we'll focus more on the dry season when nothing's really coming out. Yeah. Um, I mean, if there's something that's not high on their radar or on their you know, vision, they may do a last guide in and just pop it into December to say, hey, you know, if you want something a bit different, here you go. It's like, but... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if an Uncharted was coming out in November, I think it would have sold very well. Oh, yeah. Um, God of War would still sell well because it's God of War. People know yeah. it. People God of War. But anything else... Any of Sony's other first-party titles, I think, would just fail. Well, Grand Turismo would as well. 
I wouldn't say fail because of the market share they've got. I just think it would do less well, if you will. Especially if it's going up against Forza Horizon. Um, yeah, because all, all 20 people who've got that <laughs> on it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, Forza has kind of overtaken Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. Well, that's only because there's that, so many of them. Yeah, yeah and, always- and they've got PC access to that as yeah. well now, so it's like that adds up. Yeah. Which is, you know, again, another detractor from that console so yeah, and that's that's just third party stuff we know we still don't know what microsoft is going to announce at e3 if any games well, first it, party games if any are going to be coming out at the end of the year that could sell well i mean Christ, free they, for free won't be bringing halo 6 to e3 no they no they're showing something but it isn't that apparently so well i heard it's a halo wars 2 expansion oh joy um they don't know microsoft that. Are you going to care about the expansion? <laughs> just we're, just we're the only... Down. I mean, Crackdown 3 is really all they have going for I, them at this point. I think we mentioned this before. Yeah, 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 I don't think that's going to come out this year. I was going to say, earlier in the year, when uh, you know, the, the, uh, games, the top games of the year list was there, mm-hmm. and Halo Wars barely hang, hung on at 79%, I think it was on average, and now it's like, you know, to get in the top 10, 12, you have to have at least 86 as an average score now. And yeah, that, so there's no Xbox exclusives in that list, uh, surprisingly. But uh, you have, what now? One, two, three, four, five at least at a PlayStation, if, if you count near. So yeah, it's it's damning at this point. You know? Yeah, and we have absolutely no idea what Nintendo is going to be showing. Well, like I was going to say, Nintendo... Pokemon go, Sun. Come, yeah, so if they can say, oh, there you go, Pokemon Sun and Moon is now on the Switch. Yeah. Well, Pokemon like, Star, supposedly, is going to be. Yeah. So if they say that and say, that's what we're putting out in November, it's like, other games will be like, oh. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. yeah, I'd want a Switch, then. I, I think a lot of people will be like, Christmas, Switch, getting this Pokemon game out in November. Nintendo have just written a check. So, <laughs> you know, that's it. It's done, you know. Yeah, exactly. I, I personally think Nintendo is going to win this holiday. Yeah, oh. I think they should because the the word of mouth is out there now, and you know the the setup of it is people are seeing it out in the world. And go, oh, look, yeah, that's cool. And by then, games will be out. Yeah, not just Zelda, not just. Exactly. You know. Don't ever buy secondhand Switch games because chances are someone stuck it in their mouth. I guarantee, even if they're not secondhand, someone's done that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has been lovingly tongued by Reggie Philome. <laughs> Nintendo's lick of approval. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, splendid. Yeah, but yeah, I think Nintendo. This is all theirs to win this holiday. Um, with Mario coming out, it's going to be huge. Mario is always huge. Um, PlayStation. But- the potential that they might even announce the port of Smash Brothers for the holiday, that's going to sell. Yep. Virtual console, God knows what they're going to announce with that, with all the GameCube games that are being rumored to be released. Um, easily Nintendo's to take this, this holiday season. Totally. I wouldn't be surprised if the Switch is the number one selling console from November to probably January. Yeah, I mean, just with those games alone, it makes sense. I mean... Look at the effect Mario Kart's having. Yeah, I know it didn't do as well this week, but it's mad. I called it, it though. Yeah. Nobody yeah. believed me. I said Mario. I said Mario Kart's going to do very well, even though it's a poor. 
because nobody bought a Wii U. Yeah, that's it. So it's effectively new, and it's a, a refined version with everything that was in it. So it's like so the two people that did buy a Wii U will want to buy it again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Gary. I haven't rebought it yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's wonderful. Uh, we don't. We we are pretty much in unanimous, unanimous agreements that Sony don't really need to have anything past August that that goes here of top loaded. But we can agree that if a couple more good games come out at the end of the year, it's been a bloody good year. Really? I mean, it, I'm just thinking, like you said, Pokemon. It yeah. can be any. If they release Pokemon Snap, it'll. Oh my god, more. yes, please. <laughs> as long as it has Pokemon in the title, it's going to sell like Oh my crazy. god, Pokemon Stadiums. Exactly. I mean, I mean, smart Just Nintendo Pokemon did. XD Gale of Darkness again, please. Yeah. Here we are again talking about the two things that aren't PlayStation as usual. And one of them is <laughs> thing, and the other is Nintendo. <laughs> it's Nintendo this week. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo uh, Unchained. Just because you hate Nintendo doesn't mean we do. I don't hate Nintendo. I just didn't grow up with Nintendo in the same way. So. Yeah, I grew up with Meg- I grew up with Sega though. I was like, what is it now? Yeah, uh, 2003. You know, get GameCube era is the, the the most I ever spent with Nintendo in time wise. It's uh, so Wind Waker is my favorite. Yeah, uh, I so. didn't didn't spend much time with Nintendo myself. GameCube was pretty much the only one I played yeah. many games on. I was, I was I was a Sega boy. I said, yeah. see you later. Yeah, I got the Mega Drive. I got the Dreamcast. The only one I didn't get was the Saturn. You didn't miss any. Yeah, you didn't miss any. Dead the hole in my wallet. That's the only thing. Yeah, you But my mate did have a Saturn. So I used to go around his to play it. Oh, man. Because I couldn't Pardon. afford one. It was so expensive. Uh, we had yeah. a PlayStation, but couldn't really afford Wait. both. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, so let's talk about what we've been playing. That's the thing. I think I'll go first this week, just because, you know. Okay, let's have a nap. <laughs> um, it's not that bad this week, promise. Um, I already talked about Prey, and I'll talk a little more about it. I know I talked last week about it in general, but finished it, obviously, this week. Got to, reviewed it for PSU. You can see it on the site, 8.5. It's a pretty good game it's like and again I'm, I'm a bit annoyed that they haven't done it the right way around in promoting it because it deserves a bit better i think it's definitely one of those up there with the best of this year um played a lot of pez always play a lot of pez that's nothing new played a lot of rocket league that now is not anything new um can't talk about other stuff finished uncharted 2 again that was nice that game's still very very good and started uncharted 3 that game still starts really really slow um played a bit of don't starve actually as well i went back to that which i haven't played in about a year it's just like us which ironically i played you know for all the games that came after minecraft in the survival genre it's like i played don't starve before i ever played minecraft and it's like and i think this is the first time i've played it since i played minecraft so it's uh yeah, it's a really cool game. I like that whole Tim Burton-esque vibe that game has. And and now, now knowing what survival games are all about since then and roguelikes, it, I'm actually a lot better at it than I was then. Um, what else did I play? Uh, I can talk about Shadow Warrior 2. 
because obviously that got surprise released this week, which is a bit of news, uh, or not released. It's going to be released next week. They suddenly announced the PlayStation 4 version is coming. I've played some on and offline, and it's all right. I, I, I thought I'd like it more than I do. And it's just, it's, again, I said it before we start the show. It's the same with uh, playing something like Persona and then playing a game that I can't talk about till next week straight after is the change in quality is when you have something very similar is jarring and it doesn't help and games should probably stop doing that when when they release very closely to other similar games and yeah i think the problem is i've just played you know bullet storm for clip edition which is the one of the best silly shooters i played doom which is a pretty solid you know eight out of ten shooter and shadow warriors is you know trying to be along that sort sort of silly violent you know nonsense and it's just not as effective it's just there's no impact to the way shooting is or the sword play and the humor puerile as it is and i like puerile humor it just doesn't it's very hit and miss it just yeah okay i get it you did this in the last game wonderful um Yes, and that, that's that's my lot for the week. That's the shortest one you'll get from me because <laughs> so, I can't talk about anything else this week. So, uh, Ben, what about you? Well, I can't really talk about most of the stuff I've been playing this week. <laughs> uh, I, I played some Final Fantasy fourteen, as you can guess. Yeah. I've been playing some Paladins, which is like a cheaper Overwatch, which I, I like because it's fun. Cool. Uh, and then I've been playing more of the Out of Wipes HD. Oh, God. Yeah, I played a bit of that. My God. I, d- I just thought it would be a port. And you know what? They've really done a good job. Yeah, they've really uh, done yeah. really well on the Out of Wipes HD remaster. <laughs> Honest to God, didn't think I'd be that impressed with it. It yeah. really does. I would play that again. It's still so, playable. But... I don't know. I meant in terms of actually play the whole game. It's yeah. like, I would. It's. Yeah, I, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, I was very impressed with how Vipes HD remaster collection. <laughs> and um, another game uh, called Grey and White Banana Men. I think that you can be a little less ambiguous with that one because it's not really that well known. <laughs> I know, but still, I don't want to be struck down by ninjas that That's are literally fair. in the game. Samurai ninjas. <laughs> Hiding in the shadows or the light, perhaps, yeah. you know. It depends on what team you pick. You could be in the light or you could be in the dark. You could be in the sh- yeah. shadow or the light. Almost like uh, different sides of the monochrome. Yeah, yeah, you know. could, yeah. yeah. Like those old TVs you used to be able to get. Oh, yeah, um, black and white. Yeah. 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 Oh, that old game, that was amazing, black and white. Yeah. But no, imagine that with a Bushido. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, too far, too, too far. far, yeah. That's what you played this week, anyway. Yeah, anyway, it's embargoes tomorrow, anyway, so who cares? It's cool, yeah. Um, yeah, right. fun game. Um, that's it, cool, excellent. It exists. That was longer than your normal. Mine was shorter, yours was longer than normal. That, that's a good start. Gary, I'm guessing you're going to say the same thing. There's stuff I can't talk about, so here's what I have played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The, the, the one game I spend the most time on is the one I can't talk about. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually played more more older stuff. Um, I played some games on my PlayStation Now with my friends. Um, cool. More Storm Apocalypse, Ooh. which is why I actually missed yeah. out when it first came out. Oh, really? Super fun. Like, it just makes me sad that they decided to do Drive Drive Club instead of 
Yeah, uh, I much preferred Motorstorm, even though I didn't particularly love Motorstorm. Apocalypse, especially since like it pushed, it really showed like the graphical power of the PS3. At least the first one did. Um, yeah, by the time the second one came out, it was like stuff had moved on. It was like, yeah, it's all right. It looks nice enough, but yeah, it, it was just more fun. The second one, that Motorstorm Apocalypse, just yeah. I very much enjoyed it for that. But yeah, it was, I, I just wish they would have done. They were stuck with Mortar Storm. They might still be a company alive today. You never know. Um, so played that. Uh, played some uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, Ooh, which yeah. is also on PlayStation now. Uh, get myself ready for Tekken 7. Um, Good year for fighters fun. again, potentially. What was that? Good year for fighters again, potentially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Another good year. Um, so I played that. Um, went really old school and played Bushido Blade. Um, not the same one Ben's playing, of course. Because <laughs> it's not in black and white. <laughs> I'm playing the real Bushido Blade, where you get killed in one hit. Ah, um, uh, man, did love that, that was super fun. Uh, I really wish they'd make a new Bushido Blade in the same style. Um, the old Square, uh, Square EA game at the time, owned by Electronic Arts, though. Um, Great game there. If nobody's ever played Bushido Blade, definitely give it a shot. It's fun. Um, but other than that, everything else has been non-PlayStation, and you're not going to let me talk about it. So, <laughs> Well, no, not when we've spent like 15 minutes talking about the Switch. It's probably... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe you should get a Switch. I'm still going through Final Fantasy VI on my, on my Vita as a PS1 classic. Um I'm super stoked for Oceanhorn next week, which was a surprise release. Um, oh, I yeah. played on the PC, and I it came out on the PS4 already, but I didn't want it on the PS4. I want it on my Vita, and now it's finally coming. So I'm really stoked for that. Cool. Excellent. Um, yeah. So we'll be on to the, the other parts of our show, I suppose. Um, where we will deliver more disappointment, because the game we chose last week for the score predictions... Ended up with one score on PlayStation, so um, <laughs> which I would be winning, by the way, if he counted it. Yes, but Metacritic, just to be official, doesn't count uh, an average score until they have four scores. I so. shall submit four scores to it back. Right. So the deal is that we'll come back to it next week. That one next week, and if they still haven't gone up or down, then again we'll just take whatever's there, and that will be it. So at the minute, it's um, Metro who have done a four, a 4 out of 10 review, which means Ben currently would, would be... Yes! By <laughs> default. <laughs> so, to be honest, I think you would win anyway if it was on the uh, overall score anyway. I'm trying to think of what it was on um, Open Critic. So I'll double check while I'm here. It's currently on 67, so... Six and seven, Mike could be seven points off. No, you'd still be behind. So yeah, Mike would probably Crisis. be winning if that was the case. So, <laughs> um, so we'll still do one for this week. Uh, it'll be one of those double up weeks. Um, we were going to pick Injustice, I believe, this week, Gary. Is that right? Woohoo! Yeah, Yay. yeah, like, because you know we haven't played it, <laughs> so <laughs> well, we can say that much. Um, it's only three of us this week, so ooh, I'll still be in the lead for another week, which is lovely. So. Um, let's go then um, Gary what do you think Injustice 2 will get as a score 84 
84. Strong wow. style. Oh, yeah. And wow. Benjamin, what's the score generator giving you? 83. 83? <laughs> My God. That's the most sensible one you've got. <laughs> well, now. Um, I'm going to have to go 80. I'm going to lowball it. Like, uh, well, none of us think it'll get higher than 90. I'm really surprised. Well, it's just like not everyone's into... Minus so, every- two. Too many Batmans. Too many Batmans. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with 80. As much as I think it probably will get higher, it's just... Yeah, and, oh, I, yeah it's tricky. <laughs> cool, so we'll go with that for next week. Um, next week is, of course, if you listen to this podcast and this on this feed, you know we do another podcast, which is the Chili's Clueless Wrestling Predictions. Yes. Which is Backlash next week. Uh, for Backlash, yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll have that. And we'll have Unchained, I believe, as well. We should have the Clueless Wrestling Predictions podcast a couple of days earlier. So probably Friday, Saturday sort of time. So it's yeah. there before and gives people time to listen to it before it goes up. The, the pay-per-view's done, which is always a bonus. Always a bonus. Um, a Brucey bonus. And- a Brucey bonus. I, just before we get into the the final things, great to have the numbers still high. Great to have you all listening. It's been brilliant in that regard. Please rate us high on the old iTunes. Five stars, please, not four. Uh, all right, do four if you want. We know give all that. Give us six. Break give us six. If you can break give us, yeah, break it. Break the, the <laughs> net code of it and just give us six. Just don't give us um, a five and a one to make a six. Yeah, but share us around as well because that's always nice too. We like to be shared around. Yeah. You know. no, I'm, I'm I sure am a whore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's just that pimp on there. Um, and yeah, follow Pierce underscore Unchained on Twitter, and because we want to do more stuff on there, and if there's people following it, then we can do more stuff on there. Maybe give things away and things like that. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. That. So yeah. Just follow a beat, maybe. Yeah. Oh, don't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll get there next week. Believe me. Um. So, Ben, shout outs. Oh yeah, get to the shout out. Okay, shout out to <laughs> that sort of thing. Go for it. Okay, shout out to Phoenix Down Radio at phoenixdownradio dot com. Shout out to Master Radio on YouTube. YouTube. Shout out to Evolve Mail, like his Summer's Rose One, aka Girlfriend's Favorite Streamer. Shout out to Joe Never Fails on Twitch, Joe Never Fails. Uh, shout out to Chili underscore UK, that is me on Twitter. Go what, listen, do the things. Splendid, splendid. Gary, what about you? Uh, shout out to just the listeners, um, to you guys uh, for always having me on. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Oh, right, shout out to Thomas Gargan as well, just because. Oh, as ever. You take my shout outs away from me. <laughs> and to Alfonso as well yeah we're looking forward to having you back on the show soon um right so yeah I will say you can contact me on Twitter at Nesco N-E-W-Z-K-O all lowercase um, and if you want to ask any questions about the podcast and you know just generally just add to my very meager follow account that's lovely um oh, yeah, yes, yeah, a thousand followers yeah and I've got a fifth of that so <laughs> So it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll be back. Double bumper thing next week. And uh, we'll see you then for that. Um, no one won this week. So I'll leave it to Ben to finish the show. So. Uh, 
I know, this doing the spirit of Mike, you know what me and Mike used to say. Yeah, because why not? Do you remember Never ex- never accept change in your G string. <laughs> yeah, well I did with actually. <laughs> always always make sure you pick the clean hoe. For your gardening. Yeah, for your gardening. Gardening. 